0: Boo!
1: <laughs> I hope I scared you there. Well, you know this is Hangry and horny, of course, and I wanted to get your fight or flight and freeze going. What's up, everybody? Coming to you from beautiful Rancho Santa Fe, California. It's a little town right in between North County San Diego and San Diego proper, and this is the infamous place of the hail bop heavens gate cult that basically drank the kool-aid during the time when the last Halley's comet floated through the sky and during the night sky and the starry sky and and uh holy shit i just went like dark real quick huh <laughs> yeah well i mean that's the reality right i mean these colts are drinking the kool-aid and thinking that they can just you know hop on the Haley comet and get that rocket ride into heaven well that's ridiculous and that's just one of the things that we'll be talking about in this next topic or next podcast with my guest holly white and uh we don't go that deep but you know this is based on even the last episode podcast with scott carney in episode five where scott carney being an investigated journalist had when has gone down that rabbit hole with people that you know start cults or um and it's nothing wrong with a cult I mean even you know being a iPhone fan or an Apple fan is part of a culture or cult and there's some positive sides of being in you know group uh thinking group minds and uh a collective a community but sometimes that can get a little bit sour when there's like a leader who's a bit narcissistic or sociopathic and uh, no one questions and they're not being open to being questioned and being uh, looked at critically and and analyzed so just one of those things that we just have to have discernment about because I believe that there's you know upsides and downsides to any kind of philosophy or principle and Including my own, you know, and *Hangry and Horny* is about exploring different sort of worlds and dimensions of life, and looking at it from not only an open-minded point of view but a critical point of view as well. So that's where I'm at at Rancho Santa Fe, the home of the Heaven's Gate cult, you know, and and uh, there's so many good movies out there now that I, uh looks at these sort of human conditions and possible pathologies that come out of you know group mind and and uh just you know having the ability to really be discerning and careful when interacting in a community because you don't want to lose your individuality and so those movies are uh Kumare that's a good one um, even the love guru kind of pokes fun at, you know, new agey spirituality and guru diet, guru itis, guru itis. Um, the new documentary that's on Netflix called wild, wild country looks at, you know, uh, I think his name was Rod the guru that had a bunch of Rolls Royces and had a, a community up in Oregon, uh, you know, that, basically had you know thousands of people in a city and uh that went real sour and and so that's another good documentary where it's a guy who changed his name to osho he got in a lot of trouble with uh you know his his group his cult his followers and eventually fled to india so that's a great movie a good book to check out is scott carney's enlightenment trap uh, or The Enlightenment Trap, and he goes into details of a cult that was in Arizona where similar things happened. And uh it's scary because, you know, some people actually die following this, seeking enlightenment, se- seeking uh, a deep spirituality, which it's very important, but it's got to be balanced and harmonized with uh all of life, with being in the body in this dimension, and anytime you try to escape that, that, that's where it gets a little bit, uh, woo woo and, and wonky and, uh, can lead to some serious psychological issues. So, so yeah, it's always good to be open and critical at the same time. Um, otherwise, you know, we don't want to go down the path of the Jim Joneses or the David Koreshes in Waco, Texas. And there's so many examples of this. Uh, throughout history so be hangry and horny but with maturity all right that's just my little rant for today and uh you know so important to understand um you know our fight flight freeze and fuck system that's our uh, natural tendency to sort of survive and to protect ourselves and Sometimes that can hijack us. So the ability to understand that this system exists in our bodies through our predecessors, our ancestors, through evolution and to learn how to utilize that system because it really does give us a lot of energy and vitality. But, you know, left unchecked can lead to some dangerous situations, can lead to violence and anger and even guilt and shame. So, you know, the ability to recognize the system. We all felt this when we hit low blood sugars from being, uh, hungry, which leads to being angry and being hangry. And, uh, the worst is when you're feeling, you know, hangry and horny at the same time. It's, it's just such a, a, a radical feeling in the body. And it's just like, holy shit. How do I deal with this? So. That's, uh, again, my little crazy, crazy, um, fun rant about this. And now on to our sponsors. Uh, well, at least, uh, our, um, one sponsor of the show are F Bomb Nut Butters. Um, love Ross and Kara. Again, they're based out of Flagstaff, Arizona. They created a easy to eat, uh, nut butter, macadamia based, and, uh, have, like, wonderful flavors. I love this when I'm feeling like I'm about to bonk and I need a quick energy, but I want to eat a full meal. That's, uh, F-Bomb Nut Butter. You should check it out at an com, And, uh, use the promo code FLOWREAL. F-L-O-W-R-E-A-L. And, uh, get 20% off your first order. Uh, check out their site. I love them. Ross and Kara are so sweet. And, uh, I, I know you're going to love their nut butters. So delicious. Also on Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, 2018 in San Francisco, California, I'm hosting the Magic Flow Bus. Check out magicflowbus.com. And that is a fun day of flow. 12 plus hours of doing different on-ramps uh, flow triggers that activates our most alive state where we you know perform our best we feel our best and we flow our best so check out that uh website magicflowbus.com and see if you would be down to hang out with us for that day we're gonna have some again great flow activities, awesome food, a cool community, and lots of technologies to play with so that we can sort of induce the state of flow, this optimal state of consciousness where you just really feel amazing. You probably haven't felt that since you were a kid, and uh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun hanging out in San Francisco and San Francisco proper, uh, having. A flow day. So with that, I'd like to introduce you to my next guest, Holly White. Holly, I met at the Nut Butter Company again at Bong. Uh, they had a amazing um, open house, a brand new factory where they're scaling, they're growing at a rapid rate, and uh, you know, not surprised because their product is incredible. So Holly. Um, was there she was uh, working the bar Uh, it was more like a networking opportunity and we got to talking and we got into it pretty deep about you know uh, yoga flow spirituality uh, when cults go wrong when uh, leaders or you know people sort of manipulate people using spiritual uh, principles and uh, you know the like so without with that definitely uh enjoy this episode and thank you for listening holly Hi. How's it going?
0: Good. <laughs> Good. I, like, we have a perfect setup.
1: I know. It's pretty neat. <laughs> We're in uh, Flagstaff, Arizona at the Bomb Factory. They're the sponsors of the show. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's pretty cool because I met you here when they had the uh, open house for their new factory. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, It's that's the way Flagstaff seems to go. Like, everyone meets each other in the most synchronistic ways, and then... Things develop out of it that are just, you know, it seems like it would never happen anywhere else.
1: Yeah, I think that's like, uh, I guess, what happens in like smaller towns or villages, right? There's for some sure. sort of like uh, probable chance of like really like bumping into each other. Yeah. And I, I like came in from California with my buddy, Chris Albert of the Warrior Soul. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, it was pretty neat because he had told me about F-Bomb and I actually tried their product. And I was just like, wow, this is amazing. I heard about Ross and Kara, and then he's like, hey, you want to come? And I was like, hell yeah, let's do this, you know? And and then I met you. You yeah. were, like, serving behind the bar. Yeah. yeah.
0: I know. It was, a, it was a good time, and I feel like I was definitely excited to come here. Like, I knew that them asking me to bartend for the event was really just a networking situation. So it worked out really well for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for us. Yeah. Like, it was really cool. It was uh um. So neat because like Ross and Kara are such sweet people, and they're wonderful. And and how did you meet them?
0: I met them serving them at a bar and uh, like a cocktail bar and uh, coffee shop that I worked at for a couple years. So they would come in regularly and order heavy heavy cream lattes. And I always remember, like I remember people's order, pretty you know, pretty easily. But I always was like heavy cream latte. Heavy cream
1: latte, yeah. And I mean, cause high that's, yeah, that's yeah, it's a lot
0: of fat, and so it, you'd be surprised though how many people order those. Um, anyway, I, they were always just so sweet, and then their little Ruby girl.
1: Oh yeah, Ruby is, Ruby's is just a sweetheart, precious yeah. too, yeah. and
0: so. It, pretty quickly i was giving them all hugs every time they came in and mm-hmm. and then they were like hey we saw you on instagram you do some cool stuff do you want to maybe like trade you know where you do some posts for us and we'll give you some free nut butters and i was like yes why wouldn't i want that and so yeah we did that and then they actually ended up uh Supporting me in an even bigger way by giving me all my gift bags for my yoga and health retreat last year So everyone got a little f-bomb like canvas tote and like some information on why fat is fuel And some free nut butters and stickers. So it was really cool.
1: That's awesome And so when you met them at this cafe, like did you know that they had this company?
0: Not initially because they were just getting it started it was like the very beginning mm-hmm. of everything. And then, uh, you know, we continued talking about, like, hey, what's going on with your business? Because we were both starting new businesses, mine much smaller. Right. <laughs> Especially now that they have grown so much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But so it pretty much we just kept keeping in touch. And, um, and like I said, they were kind of trading me for marketing and, um, sponsoring me in a way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, after that relationship started, we just talked quite a bit because I saw them a few times a week and they let me know about their big explosion with their business. And I'm just obviously so stoked for them. Mm-hmm. But also gives me hope for other small businesses like mine that even if you want to expand big, you don't have to think like that can only happen in a city
1: So they found out through conversation that you're involved with, like, wellness and yoga. Yeah. And and you have, like, uh, Instagram, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, name or so. And then they they somehow looked it up and saw that you had done these retreats.
0: Yeah, well, and I'm kind of old school in that I I still really enjoy giving people business cards. Maybe not a lot of people do that anymore, but mm-hmm. I'm really big on like, here, let me give you my card. And if other people have cards, I hold on to them and I use them. I get a hold of people from their business card a lot. So they used mine, I think, to look me up on there. Okay. And uh yeah, and that was kind of how it all transpired into us saying, wait, we, we have a lot more in common than we realized.
1: Yeah, they're really cool that way because um, when I came here and I was talking to them, sharing my story, they were like, oh my God, you got to meet Holly, okay. you know, and then you and I talked and it was just like instant, you know, yeah. it was like immediate connection and a lot of similar experiences. Yeah. And um, I was just like taken back a lot by like even your story of like growing up with your father
0: mm-hmm. and him
1: being like extreme athlete like was it um hand gliding or paragliding paragliding okay yeah yeah so what was that like growing up and you know being around a father that was like really like living life to the fullest
0: yeah um it was amazing obviously i mean i think it is a huge part of why i am who i am now it's interesting because i as i get older i definitely have a lot more um boundaries with extreme sports and being extreme in general, like through my teen years, I definitely went through that invincible phase. Mm -hmm. And I would try anything, anytime, didn't care. And now when I think about, you know, um, for instance, last year, almost exactly a year ago, I went skydiving for my birthday. You would have thought by now I would have skydived at least once, but I hadn't because I just I had this uh, developed like a bit of a fear for about it. Um once I did it, I didn't feel fearful at all anymore. But I guess my point is is that even though I grew up with him, I still changed over time <laughs> like into my own self. I wasn't always just so like get out of my way. There's nothing that can scare me. Um that said though, yeah, it was it was really cool cuz I didn't grow up a normal kid at all. And that made me a much better person because it made me stronger in a lot of ways—physically, mentally, emotionally. But I definitely stood out from other people my whole life. Yeah, I was. What always, do you mean,
1: like, by uh, not normal?
0: Um. Well, I guess like I was a huge tomboy. Like, refused to wear girl clothes till I was probably twelve or thirteen. Just was kind of afraid of being a girl. I didn't want I just didn't want any part of that I you know of course I had little crushes on boys here and there but I was always like a bro and I really that was like who I was and I would be all the boys in pull-up contests and races like I played football with them and then you know I just I always remember just being that kid too that could converse with adults Mm. like I'd be hanging out with the parents in the kitchen talking my friends are like that is so weird why are you doing that (laughs) and I always was that way I just was separate from my age group more than anything and then in high school people weren't very nice which is pretty common most people have that story I think but for me the reason was I remember my best friend saying to me one time I was crying. and was like, why is everyone so mean to me? And why are you so nice to me? Like you're the one of the most popular girls in school and everyone thinks I'm a, such a weirdo. And she was like, yeah, you're my weirdo though. She goes, let me tell you something. Someone told me that they thought you were a freak because you were too polite. Whoever says that has serious problems. Mm-hmm. What kind of issue is that to bring up with someone? So don't care about what they say. But, yeah, that's how it was a lot of my life where people thought that I was being maybe ingenuine because I shook hands with people upon meeting them or mm-hmm. said, "Please and thank you," and was easy to converse with, and they unfortunately, right, I think we right. were brought up to just not be that way.
1: well, you had like manners, and do your parents have like a huge influence on that, or oh, are you yeah. like, okay, big got time
0: it. I mean, they weren't like super strict people like very proper but they were definitely big on respect and yeah and my dad for instance so one of the things that uh, was really unique growing up with him was that we didn't get to come inside and play video games or watch tv until the sun went down we had to be outside until the sun went down and I loved that because I loved being outside but also instead of like you know, us going, let's say, to the movies on a regular basis, when my friends would come over, my dad would take us out in the woods and teach us how to build, uh, you know, structures out of pine needles and how to make a, fi- a fire with only one match, you know, and we'd have to ride miles on our bikes, then run up some crazy crater Like go, you know, explore Pueblos that obviously (laughs) hadn't been touched. And then he'd be like, "Okay, you have 20 minutes to start a fire and build a shelter. What are you going to do? And so I'd be like eight years old trying to do all this stuff. And I loved it. But it instilled this major sense of responsibility and self-reliance in me.
1: Right. So he obviously had that big impact on you of being like how humans have been for many years before like modernization. Yeah. And um, so that was pretty cool that you had that kind of childhood upbringing.
0: Yeah. And I do have to mention my mom's part because she has a huge influence on me, too. She is like this amazing handy woman she can do carpentry she can do a little bit of welding she's like can tile i mean she's an incredible decorator but she's just like a badass and she where walks around with her heels on and her booty shorts and her (laughs) Tool belt and kicks ass all day long, and everyone is like, Man, that's pretty
1: hot. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
0: in high school, all the boys were like, Is your mom home? I'm like, No, it'll be fun. We'll party, come over. They're like, Uh, we'll just come back when Deb's home. Like, they all wanted to hang out with her. Oh, wow, which I don't blame them. Yeah, so she's super cool, and also she's just like an incredible businesswoman, very savvy in pretty much everything she does. so I got to learn a lot from her, too, on how to embrace not being maybe the normal chick.
1: Right, right.
0: (laughs) But, like, being embracing both the masculine and feminine side.
1: Yeah, there is a lot of balance there. And also, like, you're given an opportunity just to be yourself. Yeah. Like, uh, without, like, having to... Differentiate between like masculine or feminine, like you're holly. Right. And like you had these influences of your parents, which is like awesome. And you had the ability to have like conversations with them. That's that's my take, is that you actually had like conversations with your parents yeah. and that, that enabled you to like talk to adults and that was the first thing that strike struck me when we met, it was like how deep we can go in like uh, many aspects of life where it wasn't just superficial about you know the material things yeah, which are nice but it's like like what is life really about and so you know hearing about like your father's death and you know how precious life is in that sense too and Um, I just, I, I I was just like, my goodness, like we, we need to like stay in touch, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I felt that too. That's why I called you again and was like, Hey, I think we really need to actually stay in touch instead of just saying like, yeah, later. And then (laughs) there's no later.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that, that's what's really crazy. Um, a lot of these social gatherings where like people like connect and, and then, you don't hear from them like right after that and it's yeah. like they i heard the term is called a uh, cruise ship um like romance or something it's like it's like people like really connect during the time that they hang out but then because they're like in a distance away, they just kind of forget about each other and it was just like they only had that moment but then afterwards it was like you never hear from each other again, you know. Yeah, and,
0: I, I like that terminology to describe yeah, it though.
1: Yeah, like part like parties are weird that way and mm. I don't know what it is. Um I don't really I don't know, every situation is different, but um, like I knew that you were somebody that I wanted to like like hang out with. Yeah. And like, you know, Please. really like, yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, wow, you're weird too, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, could know, you come right? on my show, hangry yeah. and horny, you know?
0: <laughs> yes, I can, yeah. and I will be just as weird. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that was cool, it yeah. was funny. <laughs>
0: um,
1: yeah, So, so you have like done a retreat Mm -hmm. Um, well, let's get into like the whole like yoga thing. Like, how did you get into that?
0: So, yeah, I started doing yoga when I was about 10 with my dad. I started, I would wake up with him like, I might be a little off, but between 5 and 530 every day. That's hella early. (laughs) Yeah. And we would do, uh, I remember yoga with Wailana and she was a Hawaiian, or Asian Hawaiian woman that would uh, do yoga on the cliffside in Hawaii and she would always wear a flower. Okay, we're gonna
1: we're gonna get your your age here. Was it VHS or D V D?
0: It was actually channel eight. Channel 8? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah.
1: But, okay yeah. yeah. But
0: I am about to be 26, so I did live in the VHS age okay. for most of my childhood. DVDs, we didn't really start watching till I was probably in middle school you know, but yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: So you were, you remember those days. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. And I still have a bunch of them. Actually, I don't know why, because I don't know what I'll do with them, but they're (laughs) in storage. Um, yeah. So we would watch Y on channel eight and do yoga. And I was, like I said, maybe not the most normal kid. Like, when I I remember we'd wake up and do our yoga in the living room and then I would drink tea and read a book like in the window. Sill. <laughs> and I just found that so like peaceful and it was like I felt like an adult and I wish being an adult was just that easy. But, mm, you know, yeah. as a kid to be living that out, I just that was like so dear to me that morning routine of like I would be up for hours before school and just got to kind of have my time and I was a huge reader and everything so.
1: What time would you go to bed at <clears throat> night?
0: Probably, uh, probably pretty early like eight thirty or 9. I honestly still can sleep 8 to 10 hours a night easily mm-hmm. and feel great. Like I need that amount of sleep and I've always been that way.
1: yeah. Yeah, so, same here. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I mean, I'm like surprised how people can do like five or less.
0: Yeah. No. I'm like,
1: wow. And I'm apparently there's a gene for people, but it's like, it's such an outlier, you know? Like, right. most people really do need like eight to 10 hours. Yeah. And I love the research. It was like, you know, like the true brainwashing where it's like you have a washing machine in mm-hmm. your brain where the neurons like retract and like the lymphatic comes in and it like cleans out all the gunk yeah. in the brain when we're sleeping and people that don't get enough sleep they build up that plaque
0: Wow. and
1: so over time that's where some of these like neuro neurodegenerative uh, mm-hmm. issues come into play but that's yeah. so
0: interesting. That's didn't a even true know brainwashing. That. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah it's it's really cool. I
0: wish I would have known that a few weeks ago. I just wrote a paper on neurodegenerative diseases, and I would have. I was trying to find like the more far out uh, reasons why maybe it happens to people, mm-hmm. and a lot of it was really dull science, like that took you know a long time to read through. So yeah. I was trying to kind of break away from that because gene coding isn't something that writing a paper on, people will be into. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they're gonna read Yeah, unless you're, like, geeky like,
1: like us sometimes, you Yeah. Know? Yeah, even
0: my teacher was like, okay, but the audience is lay people, or, like, yeah. common people. No one's gonna understand what you're talking about. So just back up a little. I was like, yeah. okay, it just gets really confusing. But I should have talked about that, because that's super interesting. Uh,
1: yeah, it's so much, like, neat uh, science coming out. Like, yeah. they're still discovering, like, parts of the human body that they didn't even know existed right like there's this new layer that's in between like the connected tissue and the muscle
0: And that, yeah and they're finding out like functions for organs and stuff that they never knew yeah were a function before yeah
1: yeah exactly and then there's like this sort of debate that's happening between um, whether there's actually neurogenesis mm-hmm. uh, like you know developing new brain cells or we're just we're just we just have uh, the supply that we're born mm-hmm. with you know and so they're just going back and forth about like neuroplasticity as well. And no one, no one can like say it definitively, you know, Well,
0: and maybe I'm going to go out there for a second. Maybe it can't really be said definitively because not only are we all different genetically, but different species wise, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're not all the same breed of human so
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I had sort of that awareness when I did my 23 and Me, and they said that I was like part Neanderthal oh yeah you, you know and so my but, mom
0: just did that and she got that back too
1: yeah so yeah. like apparently like there's a bunch it, it just varies between like less than 1% like up to like maybe at most like I'm, I'm just guessing here because i'm trying to remember where my mm-hmm. friend he he had like a high amount of like like the the outlier you know yeah. and um maybe like 90 percentile or something but Whoa. um yeah it's it's crazy because you know it's i I truly believe that like that we have um sort of subhuman species you know like yeah. and, and and i don't necessarily agree with the whole like monkey theory or something where it's like we came from like primates i think we're just another um branch of a primate mm-hmm. like but because i was like well if that's the case then there would have been like a half chimpanzee human right. hybrid from a freak like right. you know some freaky person you know like crossbreeded <laughs> with, right. them, like, I you know. know like so yeah it that's was just strange. like well that would have been the case so uh, we don't see that, right? Yeah. Like
0: No, yeah. It's, it all seems a little. And I know maybe maybe someone's gonna school us on this and be like, uh, "Okay, that is a, not where they were going with that." Like, <laughs> you guys are totally wrong. Whatever. My belief, and maybe I think that I'm not set on anything, but a large part of my belief is that maybe we didn't come from apes necessarily, um, maybe somewhat, but that. You know, there were species from not just this planet that were interbreeding, and we are the result of that. And that some people are more human than others, you know? Right. Because to me, I'm like, there's no way humans only, st- or like beings only started being here when they did. Like, oh, right, you know, right a few thousand years before Jesus was here or whatever. And they say like, oh, it's a humans were here 150,000 years ago, but now they're finding new uh, evidence that beings like sentient beings were here 350,000 years ago and more. And it's like, yeah, of course we're ig- we're ignorant. And also maybe even arrogant to think that we're the only things, you know.
1: Yeah, I love here. where this is like, going. Yeah. Like, this is my, like, conversation because <laughs> yeah. I, I obviously can't, like, confirm anything. Right. You know? Um, and, and the thing is, like, there's fossil records and, and it's like, the, the earth is so old, you yeah. know? And, like, the whole religion thing is also like a whole intersect here and, and, uh, like the Bible and all that stuff. And it's just, it's just funny to me. It's like they do have like fossil, fossil records of other like human like beings on the planet. And, um, It gets into conspiracy and twos about, like, you know, possible, like, uh, giant humans as well. And, yeah, 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 it's crazy. And, but there's never been, like, a complete, like, fossil um, um, excavation. Like, they've never found a complete, like, human like fossils always been like bits so Mm -hmm. they can like date it um but then you know that's the one the the oldest one that they found that's a certain date but they just can't find anything older than that Mm -hmm. yet you know so they can carbon date it and and the theory is like okay so where did like life come from like it came out of like bacteria supposedly Mm -hmm. um certain bacteria can live in space in like the most extreme environments so there's like a i think it's called a tardigrade mm-hmm. type of bacteria and it looks like a little like anteater with like eight legs and, yeah and like has these they're like kind
0: of cute they're kind of cute
1: like puffy <laughs> yeah. alien and so it's like okay so then maybe they landed in the ocean they can live in like cold they can live in heat um but like how this thing like kind of evolved into like other life forms that that we know of, you know, it's like yeah. it, it just doesn't equate. So that's what I love about this show because I'm going to be able to have like scientists on,
0: yeah, uh,
1: that we can like sort of talk about this. And I was like, how do they truly know? Like, how do people truly know about like history?
0: Right. Well, and it's changing all the time. Mm-hmm. So we have those insights, like you said, like there, you know, but then. How many times do you hear on the radio or read in the news or whatever that someone publishes a new book that says, Whoa, wait, everything we thought was one way is now we've just found it's totally wrong. And it's like, yeah, even the best of the best brains in the world can get things wrong because the evidence evidence is just unclear
1: yeah it's it's the what i heard now is science defined as like the current understanding as we know it now and like science is constantly like evolving because they're figuring out new things that are basically like either confirming what what they knew before or basically like rewriting what they knew. So yeah. this concept of like mirror neurons where like if I watch you perform like a yoga move, supposedly there's these neurons in our brain that like, like picks that up and it enables me to be able to do it as well just yeah. from watching you. And, um, but then now they're debunking that. They're like, yeah, it's not that simple. There, there's a whole network and I forget what the, um, abbreviation was, but they're like, they're, they're not sure yet, right? So there's no, anything definitive. And the crazy thing is there's people out there that are saying it is this, yet there's other neuroscientists. Uh, on the opposite side saying no it's not so they can't even like come to a consensus
0: yeah i know it's it's frustrating to watch and difficult but i have a very minor science background like i have a bachelor's degree in botany however i have to say that it's not necessarily in use in my life anymore (laughs) like a bachelor's degree is essentially high extension an extension of high school yeah. Now, sorry, but it is in a lot yeah,
1: of ways. Yeah, it's, it's but, business. But for and... me,
0: I always felt like science was more or less just the practice of asking questions and leaving open and like being open to new answers, you know, because without you being able to ask those questions constantly, like new questions of instead of just accepting like, oh, okay, yeah, it must be this. You have to say, but how could it be that? Why would it only take that one pathway or, you know, it ha- you have to be open to all these possibilities and be open in the fact that you're probably wrong in whatever your theory is. You're probably going to be wrong multiple times before you're right.
1: Yeah, it's it's fascinating because of the variabilities of being, like, human, like, interfacing with the environment, the whole epigenetic thing that mm-hmm. now is coming into play, that our environment has a role as, like, switching the signals on and off of our cells. So we're not, like, necessarily um, just stuck with, like, a death sentence of genetics. Like, there's some rare forms, but most of us can, like um be influenced by like how we put ourselves in our environment it's Mm -hmm. so cool like back to your mom and dad like they had you in these environments that enabled you to like nurture nurture like your sort of uh creativity and like your likes you know and then like gave you the chance to like ask questions and communicate and like experiment and you know that's such a crucial environment that's not even in school like talking about like college being an extension of high school I was like why am I relearning the stuff that we learned in high school it's like well they're making money and there's certain things that you do need to go to school to learn a trade if you're going to be like a surgeon or a mechanic or. but a lot of it is like information that may not be relevant or like uh, updated
0: yeah well and that's where it's like A lot of it, you could argue, is college is more than getting an education through books or through, like, what we consider education. It's an education on how to become an adult and how to live life because so many things people do in college, if you're actually out as an adult, they're not acceptable, I mean, it's like once you're out of college, those things that most of us do, you know, going out and partying every single weekend or during the week even or taking a bunch of drugs, like whatever is going down, the second you're out of college, it's like, okay, grow up. (laughs) At least like, and then we all have those friends that don't and that's fine. But I think like, yeah, it's almost a time to just experience... Um, being off on your own and getting... Li- However, I wish that instead of America being so set on that life experience happening through mostly partying and eating shitty food in college, that our parents would just give us money to go travel like Europeans do, you know?
1: Yeah, it's like, huge. that's
0: a way better life experience.
1: Yeah, the education that I've gotten from traveling and I continue to travel, you yeah. know? Yeah, It's it's just amazing because, like, these things, like, they don't teach in school. It's getting worse now because of, like, the smartphone and technology, the internet. Mm -hmm. It's, like, it's cool that we can get information. But at the same time, a lot of people are, like, locking themselves in uh, wherever they are. Whereas they're not actually, like, going out and applying the information and creating, like, knowledge into, like, wisdom. You know? And having, like, the... Could they sound great they, it's, whatever they're saying, it sounds like an expert, but when when it comes down to the nitty gritty like they can't even like like perform what they know, you know,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely it's I feel that a lot, and I feel like that was my experience with schooling and stuff too the whole time. I was like, I just want to be exploring the world, but I also got blessed in the, I wasn't blessed. I worked really hard and was also blessed to go live abroad during my schooling. So I got to do both
1: yeah Which it's really nice for me. what I'm understanding is like there's upsides and downsides to like pretty much everything, yeah, so like school is awesome, you know if there's certain like subjects that you're really into, and that's what a great thing about at least the high school I went to and the college I went to is that I could pick the courses I wanted to learn, but then there were certain like requirements that you know I was like, what's the point of this like they should teach us, like, how to, like, pay taxes, like, how to, like, manage your, your income, like, yeah. how to, um, do survival skills, right? Uh, mm-hmm. how to, like, uh, engage with people socially. One of the best classes I ever took was, like, public speaking. Yeah. Like, I was so, like, afraid of that being, like, um, I, I dug myself and people, you know, I was just naturally like shy. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's a term like introvert, right? Yeah. Um, but I just found that if I was like playing sports, I was actually an extrovert. If I was talking to someone that was also weird, then I was also extroverted. So it wasn't a matter of like being like shy. It was just the environment again. It was mm-hmm. like, it was the contest because like I would have these questions that no one was talking about because I think maybe they got caught up in school. They got caught up in like trying to make a living and like in this world that they just, they just did not ask like the deeper questions or like, why we are here? Where do we come from? You know? And And then when
0: they heard them, they were like, why are you thinking about that?
1: Yeah. Why are you asking that? Like, just, just work just, you know? And, um, yeah, it's just, really need to meet like someone else because a lot of people said when I was younger like you're such an old soul so a lot of times I would just hang out by myself because people couldn't relate to me I couldn't relate to them I try to relate to them right. like I try to hang out with them and, and that's where the peer pressure came in I did party I did do some of these things but in the end I was like I didn't really like that you know and like yeah. the older I get like I'm not really interested in um doing those things so much i'm more interested in like exploring go out in life um if i read something like experimenting with it mm-hmm. because again we're all so individual and yeah. and like there's all these diets and you know it's just like okay well there's information like apply it in your life see what works see what doesn't you yeah. know and then you can like share to people like what that experience is, experiences is, experiences, but, um, <laughs> but they have to now like see if that's relevant or they want to like apply that in their
0: own life. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I feel like that's definitely what you have to weigh when you're thinking about what's important to you. And even just today, I was struggling with, kind of that same thing because I'm supposed to go tomorrow to this convention and like set set up a little booth where I do like little yoga sessions for people which is awesome I love it however I went last year and it's I'm really stoked that I was invited to go it's like my doctor my like family doctor who invited me because he's a friend of mine and um Anyway, I went alone and didn't know anyone and all these like it's a river runner convention for the grand canyon and so all these people are kind of like very clicky and like "Who are you and why are you standing here with yoga mats and so I got a lot of people literally laughing at me, and they were like trying to joke with me, but were like you why are you here?" kind of thing. And I was there all day by myself, just like, you know, feeling super awkward. Mm -hmm. I was going to bring a friend with me tomorrow and she bailed. And now I'm like dreading going again because I'm just remembering how much awkwardness there was with me not relating they're all talking river guide stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I <laughs> know I love the water and the way the things happen, and like I don't know, <laughs> yeah, I'm like the, what, the way you row and stuff, cool, yeah, right? Yeah. And like I'm trying to get involved, but it's, uh, I guess it's just one of those same things where it's like I'm such an extroverted, happy, like go lucky person, but in the right setting, I am very shy and very
1: Self-conscious like, uh, self conscious. Yeah. yeah and-
0: and it'll be great like there were a few people who were stoked to have my services and learn some stretches and all that but yeah it's uh it's interesting how much someone can change in the right setting where you're like man i just don't know who i am right now <laughs>
1: uh, yeah it's it's definitely the human experience right like yeah. the, i've been in different circles or bubbles where it is clicky and um it's interesting like if you 're an elite crowd like whether it 's athletics extreme athletes or um mm-hmm. even like uh like monetary like elite you know Right. and um there's just a certain like uh air about these individuals that they're they it 's like they we're human like we, if we come from that like level plane feel like we can totally relate about a lot of things in life you know yeah. but because like i'm not in that level of, of expertise like i guess i sound like a child to them
0: yeah and and you fi- you find yourself feeling like a child inside
1: inside because of the way that they are like everyone
0: it's like you're a big doe-eyed kid like please accept me or like I hope that what I'm saying isn't stupid and then you leave and you're like wait I'm not that person what
1: yeah yeah maybe because again like they had like made fun of you or they teased you instead of saying like hey this is like a white belt like this is someone that's just like learning and like gives them a chance to like maybe like like help you learn something like they can get down to your level right and so Again, like, I'm sure a lot of kids feel that way, right? Like, when their parents, like, talk down to them or they're, like, out of school and, like, the teacher talks down to them. And it's like, it's like, okay, yeah, you've lived, like, life, you're an adult, but, like, let's, like, talk to each other on the same level. Like, at least for me, I've always gone down to the kids' level, like, eye to eye or an animal. So, they're sensitive they pick up this stuff right so i remember like back to like um whether or not we're we're from here
0: oh yeah let's I, get back to that
1: yeah it's, it's it's interesting <laughs> because it's like i was working on horses with like my uh microcurrent device and machine right and um, any like creature is going to be a little bit skittish when it sees some like weird box with like electrodes mm-hmm. and, um, it makes some weird sounds. But, um, the thing is, like, how do you make like any sort of being like comfortable, like with your presence, right? right. And, uh, long story short, I just remember working on this particular horse and actually I was, I was sort of the, uh, the person that, I don't know what the terminology is for uh, like the question like equine world where like you're just there to, like you're a handler. Mm-hmm. So there are people that were actually working on the horse mm-hmm. and they were doing the training and I was like there as like a handler. So like my mentor was like, if you wanna work on these like thousands of pound beans, like you gotta learn how to like, have the proper like presence around mm-hmm. them. And so I would just sit there and like hold, you know, the uh the headgear. Yeah. <laughs> and um I'm sorry I sound like a complete like no, novice here, but no, no. yeah. Um see the don't Yeah, do yeah, that. right. It's like inside. <laughs> yeah. And uh I just remember looking into the eyes of the horse and the horse looking back at me. And it was like telepathic. It said Yeah. It said to me like Mr. Ed without talking. <laughs> yeah. Like it like transmitted to me and it said um it said uh we're not from here. Like like the Because as you look at a horse, you're like, that is a weird looking creature. Yeah. <laughs> right? It doesn't look like anything else on that yeah. planet. Like the that narrow head. Yeah. Like the body, right? Like so, uh, I just got this downloads, like, they're not from here. And then, That's the, so cool. the moment I had that thought, another thought came in and said, neither are us like humans. Yeah. Neither yeah. neither you from here. And I was like, Holy shit, right? And that's that cool. sounds like complete bullshit no, like woo woo. Like me. I don't know the you, no. but like anybody that's listening right. or if I tell this story to like one of those elite circles or something, right? Like they'll just be like, What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and, and and I'd be like, Oh yeah, like I, I, I can't in. prove it. Yeah, I can't confirm it, but it was It was something that actually happened. It was, like, the same thing that happened when I had, like, an outer body experience. Mm -hmm. Like, it was a legit experience that I had, but I can't prove that, right? Right. And there's a lot of things, like, including one of the things that we got into was, like, flow.
0: Like, flow state.
1: And you talking about when you give a presentation, like, it just comes through, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that is, like... I feel really excited that that happens for me because like you, it's okay. So this is so funny how you were saying your public speaking class like changed your life kind of because you were like, Hey, I really, I can do this, you know? my public speaking class in college i was like oh i got this i'm a great public speaker like i've already been in graduate seminars giving uh speeches you know for an hour like and i had it like as like a sophomore in college i was going above and beyond in that way and so i thought i'd breeze through it my teacher was like 2 years older than me which was fine i would respect that but I gave this like great speech, and she goes. uh, She gave me a D, and I was like, I don't understand what is going on. And she goes, Well, your paper didn't really match the like guidelines. And I was like, These guidelines are completely standardized. Like, you're telling me that in a public speaking class, I'm supposed to have a structure, a pre-structured speech based on some book. That was written ten years ago. Like, am I not supposed to have my own voice? She was like, "No, you're not. Really, that's not the point of the assignment." So I dropped the class because <laughs> I was yeah. like, "That's not the point of this." Yeah, you
1: rebel. <laughs> yeah, I was that's like,
0: awesome. "No, man, that's not why I took this class." But I guess my point to that is that I've always been like a very um,
1: just freestyle, right? Yeah, I'm a freestyler, yeah. and
0: like my I. Feel even a little inadequate, like saying that because my brother is really like the master of freestyling. He's has like, he's an epic lyricist,
1: really epic. like spoken word, yeah. rapper, right? He's yeah, this, he's poet, like, poet. Yeah. yeah,
0: and he's actually like producing some good music right now, really good music, but he has. Whenever I hear him speak, I'm like, what?
1: Yeah, like I want to hear like even have uh, a conversation with him because that's another example of flow state where like supposedly this part of our brain executive function prefrontal cortex like shuts down and like it just streams out, like just full stream of consciousness.
0: Yeah, well, and I think, yeah, getting into that flow state and just kind of trusting that. I mean, there's a difference between a bullshitter and a flow state. Because someone who's like, like in that. that flow state is going to really, yeah, let it all just come out and and like let the truth be known and not be worried about what's said.
1: They're not editing, right? right. And
0: then there's the bullshitters who are just really good at like talking out their ass essentially where like they have no idea what they're saying, but they know that they can charm people into thinking they do. So I think like the difference there is just like the genuine nature of trusting your inner knowing and not trusting your inner knowing at all, but hoping that whatever comes out sounds okay enough to be believed.
1: Yeah. You know? I I think like, so the speech teacher or speech class that you mm-hmm. had, like your teacher, I think that like, you know i i was never in the structure at, like most of my life and so right. like i think that's what they're trying to like help people like sort of condense ideas help it like become a little more digestible as you like express them versus right. just like just being everywhere and like you take people on this ride and it's just a different style right cuz like politicians have that sort of structure yeah. and then they're like, they sort of like rehearse everything and it sounds so polished. It sounds, so, but it doesn't, to us, it sounds like bullshit because it's like, wait a minute, that's not really you. It's yeah. just something that's rehearsed because well, most
0: of them didn't even write their own speeches.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's like, this is a marketing things. Like what, what will get the most votes? What's going to get the yeah. most like click throughs? What's going to make the most sales? Like the pitches, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, we're so astute enough to be able to, like, recognize that. So anytime, like, someone does that, we're just like, oh shit, like, knock that off, right? Whereas, like, most people, for some reason or another, are so blind to that. So they just see someone, like, okay, re- re- another conversation. We went into, yeah. like, guruitis, right? Mm-hmm. So you have, like, someone that just s- saying stuff that just sounds great. And, yeah. and one of the best things I ever heard from like, uh, this group called the Flow Genome Project, which is like putting science to this sort of consciousness mm-hmm. of flow is, um, that sounds great, but does it grow corn?
0: <laughs> I love that.
1: And it's a Navajo yeah. saying supposedly yeah. that they're like, there's all these people that like spout out this amazing, sounding shit yeah and and people like get sucked into it because it's charismatic like Mm -hmm. a guru and 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 then they're just hypnotized by this stuff right but but in the end it's like what is it doing in your life does this information translate to um you becoming better, you like upgrading yourself in some skill. Right. Or is it generating income? You know, because like I was married once and my wife was like, you know, where's where's the dough? Like, you know, it's like you're I, I in some ways I got caught up in my own bullshit, right? It was like I was meditating constantly. I believed in the secret. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was just like, oh, because I had these float states and things came easy I just assume like that's that's how everything should be, right? But that's not really life. Like life is a balance, a yeah. harmony of working hard, but also like surrendering. So finding that like harmony is because you see people like grinding, 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 but they have like no flow. And right. they're like, they're, they have all this material, um, evidence or corn, but they're lacking spiritually, you know? Yeah. And then you have these really spiritually rich people, but they're like basically homeless or transient, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, and just yesterday I was, um, like listening to, uh, like Marie Forleo who, um, for a class, actually, I ha- I was like watching some of her videos for a class I have. And something that really resonated with me that she said was like, being rich doesn't or it's like a limiting belief, you know, to that one of the limiting beliefs that people have that are unable to attain wealth is that rich people can't be spiritual, um or that rich people are greedy and i i totally resonate with that because yeah it's easy to think that it's easy to think like well how how am i going to essentially like live in the belly of the beast and be true to myself because money is causes all these problems and issues in the world when really we i think it's better to recognize that like Well, I had someone else tell me years ago when I was stuck in this rut. I'll tell you a little story. I was, like, stuck in this rut for a long time. Kind of just, like, going back and forth between feeling... I was pretty depressed and just feeling like I didn't have a purpose. You know, it was after college and it was like, what do I do? I'm just, like, floating and I'm not really making a difference in this world. And I don't want to have a 9 to 5, but I'm sitting here, like... What do I do? You know, and one of my friends, she's a psychic and a tarot reader, and she's awesome. She came over to my house and for open, I opened the door and she's like, "You look like shit." She's this French woman, and I was like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "You are resonating depression. It's disgusting." And I'm like, "That sounds mean," but she's just very straightforward. (laughs) And she goes, "No, you don't understand. You need." To recognize that the tighter you hold your palm, the more water squeezes out. The more open your palm is, the more water you can hold. It's the same thing with money. You've lived plenty of lives in the past, trust me, where you were struggling. You were on the streets and had nothing to eat. But now it's your turn to live a life where money will be there for you. You don't have to work that hard. You're going to because that's who you are but you will always be provided for money will always be there. And now it's your turn to recognize that that's okay. And you deserve that. And that the more money you have, the more you can help people, you know? And she was like, how do you expect that if you don't, if you don't allow yourself to have money because you don't think you deserve it, how are you going to help anyone or have this sense of purpose in the world? Because you'll be stuck surviving instead of thriving. And if you're thriving, you can help the survivors. And that legitimately changed my life and my perspective forever. Mm -hmm. Because I just didn't ever feel like I deserved it. It was like my heart broke every time I watched or heard about anyone who couldn't get out of being ill because they don't have clean water or... You know, like, what am I doing? At the time, it was like I was living on Kauai and had no job and was living off saved money and was just going to the beach meditating every day. And I was like, man, I'm living like a retired person at 23 years old. Why am I doing this? This isn't fair to the world. And it was like, no, it's okay to reset. I do need to work hard now. But yeah, anyway, hearing that and like, changing my perspective made a huge difference where you're right. Finding that balance between fi- saying I deserve this and I'm going to be in my flow state, but also I'm not going to put the responsibility off on the rest of the world to take care of me. <laughs> right. Cause that's the thing is you think like, well, it's going to come to me because the universe hears me. That's Mm -hmm. great, but we are also humans, so you got to get your ass up and, like, (laughs) make some moves. You can't literally sit there and just have money fall on your head. Yeah. It doesn't work that way.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, it's crazy because there have been, like, uh, occasions where it has happened, but... I think that's just one of the things that um we have to be really careful about you know it's just because you have one experience that's this one way doesn't necessarily mean that's like the complete picture you know yeah and so for me it's learning about like neurosciences and like uh, the you know cognitive biases that we have and like the stories that we tell ourselves and rationalize when it comes to like things like like what is the intuition like what is like gut instinct right yeah and it's neat that science is now starting to say like we have like all this bacteria like that makes the human body on top of like tissue yeah and it's they can't tell what if it's you know more bacteria we I mean, made out of more uh bacteria or more like human parts mm-hmm. right it's like or they have one like- to one. There's just some, but the thing is, it is some sort of synergistic uh, environment that's happening. And supposedly, these signals are coming from certain bacteria. So if you have bacteria that is um, like sugar loving, uh, mm-hmm. they're going to send signals to your brain to like eat more sugar, right? But yeah. if you have like a balanced like flora, a different bacteria like good and bad, then you're gonna be a little more balanced. Like you can actually like have a better decision making when it comes to like meals, mm-hmm. right? So all this stuff to me is like so fascinating. It's like more tools that I can What's have. Oh, it's all good. Don't I worry about it. On, it. Yeah. I'll put it on. Silence, <laughs> no, no, no. It's all good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about okay. it. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, that's the real that's life but um yeah it's it's for me it's like if i can learn um different perspective even a psychic's perspective right like i think that everybody being human has a voice everybody has a a way of seeing the world Mm -hmm. it may not be the most complete picture but they may see something that you 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 might be missing right so um, and then it gets into like synchronicities mm-hmm. right uh, meaning um you know purpose right and so it's like am i projecting meaning onto something when i see sort of like code in the matrix right yeah or or is that just just numbers but like because numbers are just symbols and like what are symbols it's a meaning that we attach so that we can communicate in a language right it's just like this whole experience is so crazy, like how we could even talk to each other. Yeah. Right? Like Where you
0: think back, like, how did someone just one day say, hello, hello, okay. Hello?
1: And, and I okay. understood okay. what you you right. meant by that, right? right?
0: Where it's like, <laughs> yeah, how does that, that even come to be at all?
1: Yeah, and you look at children that grow up learning like mm-hmm. multiple languages yeah uh, it comes back to like the environment and like i'm always fascinated about learning but like learning in a way that's like very uh pragmatic and practical not just like we were saying earlier about like just getting information because you can get really high off of just reading books all day yeah right i've done that i bought like a library of many different books but in the end it was like did it grow corn you know yeah. i had these like high flow states whether it was from breathing practices yoga sport emergency situation jumping out of an airplane mm-hmm. like saving people's lives uh, of body from a flu um you know sex like there's all these different ways like alcohol cheers
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep
1: you know exactly
0: though and um,
1: yeah. there are all these tools that can be like misused, and and yeah. it really is. You see people just getting going, getting together, and just like getting high. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but you know, it's fun to party. But what, what are you actually doing with that? Like, you know, I get like if you're escaping the nine to five and the rat race, and you just need to like totally check out, decompress. Like, like I totally get that. But then you become an addict. You know, because it's easier to like not feel the pain, right? Yeah. And, um, and it's just, it's sad when I see in my travels. In, in our country, like, how great this country is and, like, how awesome, like, immigrant mentality is. When they mm-hmm. they came from a place where they didn't have these freedoms, they come here and they're like, holy shit, I'm fucking free. Yeah. And they, like, kick ass and other people get mad at them. And you're like, Whoa, well, you got the same opportunities. And, yeah, you can blame the system. Yeah, you can blame, like, like." you had a bad experience, like maybe you got raped, maybe, um, maybe, uh, you got fired from a job or something happened. But, um, it, it just, when I travel and I see like people in skid row, you know in like the most abundant country on this planet right and it's like yeah we need to have war because there's people that want to kill us yeah you know like that sucks but we need to protect ourselves but like how much money do we have to put into it though right can we have like a selective group go over and get the job done you know or do you just need to build this huge infrastructure because it's a it's a huge business you know
0: it's it's tough watching people do that exactly and it's it's tough to like watch people play the blame game and yeah i can't, i'm like said something in a recent like instagram post just like stop caring about your haters because like you know they'll step aside when you walk through And, like, and you won't even notice them. Mm -hmm. And it's true. All these people are like, oh, fuck the haters, fuck the haters. And I'm like, you're still focusing on them. Don't you know that? Like, you've posted something about them ten times in the last year. So, like, just maybe let it go. (laughs) But, um, yeah. And at the same time, with the blame game and everything and how you said, like, yeah, something may have happened to you, but you have the choice. Like... I can't tell you how many people I've met that are like you don't understand. I'll always be like this. Like I've just been through too much. I've seen too much shit and I and um I'm never going to be the same. And it's like do you want me to list all of the things that have happened in my life that were considered tragedies or trauma? I'm fine. Like, and I'm not saying that everyone, it's anyone's tragedies are comparable to another person's because that I'm a huge believer of. We all have our own trauma and that can never be compared to someone else's. However, what can be compared is the way that you deal with it and the way that you turn it into light or dark, like. That's your choice to let something rule your life. No one ever has that power over you. And that's another thing I learned from my parents. They always said, don't ever use the phrase that someone made you do something or they're making you do something. No one can make you do a damn thing unless they're holding a gun to your head and you make the choice to follow their instructions instead of possibly getting shot. You know, they're like or whatever like that's really the only time someone can make you do something so the rest is your choice and you decide whether you want to wake up and have a good day and turn those traumas into lessons and Mm -hmm. make the most of it
1: yeah it's pretty neat because we we deal with healing and um, that's like one of the things that you finally say that i'm not a victim like yeah, there's certain environments that are definitely hard. Like, certain people are born in certain really harsh environments. Yeah. And I've never had that, so I can't say it, can't compare. But at the same time, there's so many stories of people that have gotten out of it, you know? Right. Because they just realize, like, if I keep down this path, I will end up dead. Yeah. or Or like everybody else, so I might as well just take a risk, you know, take the chance, yeah, go for it and and that's the amazing thing is which like is really crazy about like the life that we live in, um at least from my experience, with uh medicines yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's uh, it's crazy because um you you start to realize like like maybe we are in some kind of matrix, some sort of simulation, and and it's just too many, uh I wouldn't say like coincidences. Like how is it that like I have a thought and like of a person, or even like I took a nap and, and I dreamt of them, and then I woke up to the phone ringing, and then I picked it up, and it was that person. And yeah. I was like, like how do you explain that? So there are some phenomenons that are going on that are like that where there's very synchronistic where you decide kind of like the secret like you can see like sort of the ideal like optimal life mm-hmm. you can see it in your mind so if it's in your mind it's real somehow with neurons and chemistry if you're going to talk like right. science you right. know Um. so how does anything ever get invented it yeah. was an idea. Where did the idea come from? No one knows, right? But it, someone basically said, okay, I have this idea. I'm going to like tinker around in their little like tool shop and like, and then come out with something that enables us to do this, right? Yeah. So everybody has that opportunity in this country, at least like the Western world, even like uh, third world, like they can f- find a way. I think because once you you like commit, it's weird how things just sort of um, manufacture itself around you for it to happen, and and that's been my experience. Like every time I went for it, it was like the yellow brick road. It just like it just kept going with the resources, mm-hmm. um, being resourceful, you know, and it all just came together. And there's so many examples of people that are actually, like, doing that throughout history. Yeah. And so it's just a matter of, like, okay, anybody that's listening to this, like, you can do that, especially in this country.
0: Yeah, you can make it happen. And I am a huge, like, believer that uh, in frequency and vibration. I mean, I always have believed that, like, everything in existence is made up of vibrations. And when you set yourself to a frequency of manifestation and um, construction, I guess, of, build, of things that you want to build and you desire to have in your life, that frequency is the one you're going to ride and you can ride it for an infinite amount of time. The only thing that can stop you from continuing on that frequency is yourself, your fears you know are the only thing that can like buck you off so to speak and yeah it's true i've i same have experienced that a lot where i said no i'm going to do this i don't know how <laughs> but i'm going to do it and sure enough all these doors open immediately and let it happen and i'm actually currently experiencing that with a bunch of stuff where it's like whoa okay i just went back to my space of i want to be done with the worry that things aren't going to happen the way I want them to. And I'm going to come back to my space of this is going to happen for me because I work damn hard and I deserve it. And this is who I am. And once I get back to that frequency, it's insane how much opportunity is right at my doorstep. And and, I and can you take
1: work it. hard doing it too because like I mean every sort of problem that you have, you have there's a there's a solution. And, yeah. and so many people like quit like three feet from gold. They're like so close mm-hmm. to this like haha eureka moment where like all of a sudden the world opens up in this like flow and you like notice things that were in front of your nose the entire time. Yeah. You know? And and it's so cool, like I think Like for example, our words, like people are listening to our words and it sounds great and even research like it's like who do you believe? Like do you do a high fat diet or a low fat diet? Like you know, there's research like expounding the benefits of both. And so the only way to really know is to like quantify it somehow and like do the experiment. Run the experiment on yourself. So if you wanna live a certain life you know and you're stuck at a like dead-end job or a nine-to-five it's like well like find a hobby something that you really like to do on your free time rather than partying getting fucked <laughs> up you know and then try to see like share that with somebody and see what like happens you yeah. know And and it's like it's so cool because like we've had similar experiences where like the world opened up because we we had fear we like it scared the shit out of us yeah. at least for me yeah you know yeah, me too for sure. yeah <laughs> and it was just like or it was like how do i do this i'm like a little frustrated and i'm like but like i'll take a nap or go for a walk i'll meditate and then all of a sudden the insight comes and it's like oh shit i need to call that person or i need yeah. to take that trip even though i don't have that much money in my bank account yeah it's it is the hero's journey that sense and like it's just been time and time again like a super mario brother video game or something yeah. it was like like you reach that like right <laughs> and you have like all your little like tools yeah you know? and you have like your health line yeah. But back to like frequency and vibration like I know a lot of people listening and be like oh my god like she just went there yeah. right but it's for me it's like when I heard cuz I work with electronic device right electricity mm-hmm. and and it's like people come on like do you not realize that there's a heart rate monitor in a hospital that yeah. you can get a, a meter on your chest yeah. and it measures your heart rate and even deeper, like the quality of each beat and it's all electrical. Like, what is that? That is a frequency, a waveform. Yeah. And it's also, like, a vibration. Like, so the brain is the same thing. There's a, a brain wave, there's a heart wave, and there's muscle wave. Yeah. And the way I describe it is, like, a cell phone. It's like, a cell phone is sending signals out to the ether. Yeah. And another cell phone's, like, picking it up through the cell tower to another cell phone. And it's like and it's electrical and it's sending signals and there's a, a strength of the signal so you have like no bars five bar and then you have the battery which yeah. is like percentage zero percent hundred percent so what if you're a cell you're you are a cell phone you're a cellular being like yeah it has electricity it's, it's sending really brain waves that. heart waves muscle wave and in flow i find i i like to hear a scientist confirm this but when is it the moment where you had that that sort of static where your monkey mind's going off your heart rate is beating fast mm-hmm. and you're tense and your muscles and then it flips into now you're like this perfect fluid muscle your heart is like calm and you're breathing and your brainwave monkey mind's Totally shuts off and you're like, Holy fuck, I feel like me again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, when does that occur? Like when, when is that, that moment? Yeah.
1: That's a flow moment and, and when does it like harmonize? And so the frequency and vibration again is when you're in harmony, all of a sudden you can see the world clear, but if you're stressed out in fight or flight mm-hmm. or freeze or fuck, yeah. you're 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 a little bit like confused, conflicted, right? It's like what's the difference between like fucking and love making, you know? Yeah. And there's like a huge difference, right? Yeah. Or just having sex, right? So it's all these human experiences that we um are able to have in this life.
0: Yeah. I'm just going off a no, freaking no, like rant, But, it. but it's it. it's like
1: now you have many experiences and that's the beauty of like getting older like i hit 40 a few months ago right and it's just like holy shit like i have this whole backdrop of life that i can compare with wisdom any situation that comes in now versus a child that's just beginning they don't have they don't have like the foundation so to speak yeah but they do have um more of like a clear clearer A version of the world Mm -hmm. even though it's a little um, more like Disneyland yeah you know um and they're very like naive and impressionable but that's why they learn so quickly but they also pick up programming from other people right so they don't have the ability to like um what's the word
0: like discern
1: discern right so that's comes with age and experience yeah and you don't get that just Reading a book, like it helps you get other people's experience with them. I like hanging out with older people. Yeah, it's like, why the fuck would I want to like make the same mistakes? You know, let I me mean, listen to their, their stories, you know. So, yeah, I
0: loved the the podcast you did with your uh, your friend, um, oh, I'm like Vinny, right now, yeah, yeah, the Vinny, Italian
1: guy, yeah, yeah, the yeah. odd fella. He
0: had great stories. I was, I digged it for sure. I was like, yeah. I digged it. I dug it. Whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, Hey, see, I got it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it didn't matter.
0: Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, well, um, I just, I feel like being on that frequency is really important for success, personal success. And also, like, yeah, it can get hippy-dippy in some ways where people are like, you're just vibrationally off right now, you know, but... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah or your character like, car is yeah you know? i mean
0: like and i joke about that stuff all the time with you know where it's like you guys we just all need to sit and like have a few breaths together and like get back on the same vibration because something is off but at the same time it's true i mean i live with my boyfriend my partner my love and like we constantly are like you know, just look at each other because one of us says something or answers a question before the other person asks. And it's like, come on, like, do we even have our own thoughts anymore? Like, we we completely read each other's minds. And that to me, it's like clear that it's a literal like sharing of a brainwave. You know, you're sharing a vibration and maybe not even just on a brain level, but like we share our heart waves and so there's a lot of sharing like now
1: like bacteria right Right, yeah bacteria give us signals It's, it's yeah wild
0: it's like everything has to just be yeah like vibrationally related and i don't know how it couldn't be
1: well one of the best things i heard was like a distinctive word it was like i think the person said like almost like info packets or data. So everything has like a a data to it, whether Mm -hmm. it's like a electrical signal or like a bacteria somehow communicating or like just signals coming in from like me, like looking at you, looking into your eyes. So there's all this like data coming in and it's just like, like what what can we do with it, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, how do we know what we know like how do we know like like when we don't know so, there's so many things going on that are very mysterious but right. it, it is weird that somehow we can't finish each other's sentences or you and your boyfriend like there is these like group flow moments that mm-hmm. happen when like uh a tribe gets together or let's say a military operational um like bunch of Navy Seals go in and they have like nonverbal communication for a mission. Mm-hmm. Like no one can speak, but they can like see each other's eyes, make like hand gestures. So it's like something's going on where like the greatest teams or the best sort of communities are able to like feed energetically off each other yeah. and and move like a like a hive mind but still maintain their individuality, right? Yeah. It's like, you don't want to become a cult. And, and you yeah. also don't want to be like completely like isolated from the world, you know, like dogmatic, right? right? Like there's, there's this, this middle fertile ground that's amazing that happens.
0: Yeah. And when you get in those spaces, you're like, Oh, that was so cool. My mom told me her and her, best friend holly who i'm named after her childhood best friend when they were kids they used to play this game on a regular basis where they would kind of like sit with each other and do a little like okay like just i don't know try to connect and then one of them would go take whatever object and go hide it somewhere and they would try to on one attempt see in their mind's eye where it was and find it. And she was like, almost every time we went exactly to where it was and found it. But, you know, I mean, in the, like the sixties, when that was like, there were kids and they didn't have the hippies, 60 parents, it was like sixties parents. They were in like born again, Christian, like very strict and close minded uh, families. So anyway, I guess, it was just interesting that, you know, even being in, like, a close-minded type family relationship, they still took the time to go, like, connect with each other and do this really cool activity. And um I just find it so cool that people can, like, stretch out from what they were nurtured and, like, with. And they can use their nature to vibrate higher. Um yeah I just find that so cool, and on top of that, I mean, how many times have you like you said thought of a friend and then they call you
1: yeah it's, or
0: yeah, I mean even more intense than that there is oh yeah, yeah. I and mean,
1: it's uh there's so many again phenomenons mm-hmm. that again, like with science like the just as we evolve as human beings, like we're able to. Like see things that are sort of like dismissing um, myths because like the the people the sort of naive people that passed in some ways like didn't have like the technology or the education or or the tools you know it, it was like each stage led to another stage in the generations mm-hmm. to come, you know, and like to this day there's people that still believe like the earth is flat. And it might be true because like I have not, other than being in an airplane and seeing like a curvature or being on like a mountain or something, like I've never seen for myself. So I can I can like almost understand their point of view like I'm totally like empathetic to it yeah but at the same time I'm like hold on a sec like like we have science and yeah. and I guess like they're questioning everything that's awesome but they can't confirm it though like they yeah. they're not running experiments and saying like, right
0: well and know. I'm not gonna lie the only people that have told me that they truly believe the earth is flat are also people who are. Complete, like completely engulfed by conspiracy theories, yeah. to the point of it being unhealthy, where they don't believe anything they're told. I mean, I had one guy who tried to convince me the Earth was flat, in the same conversation tried to tell me that. It got so intense, like in mo- way more intense than like what we were talking about. But instead of us like just being in a make- matrix, he went into like you know that we are all born like in a lab and our social security numbers are actually like our matrix id and then but it wasn't like a metaphor for it he truly felt like we were just all these like cogs in a machine and then yep. you know he was like all the a list superstars eat babies and i was trying to joke with him and was like not jennifer aniston though right i love her <laughs> he was like <laughs> he he seriously looked me dead in the eye and went She's the biggest baby eater of them all, and I laughed because I thought he was joking. He's like, "It's not funny. You think that Jennifer Aniston is eating babies is funny?" I was like, "Oh my god, okay, I gotta go." And like those are all the time of people that like where I'm like, look. I have some crazy ideas too, and I don't want to be called crazy, so I'm not going to call you crazy. However, there has to be like some balance, right? Like if you well, think the entire world is against you all the time, you're not getting anywhere. Positive.
1: Yeah, I, I've <laughs> definitely been down a conspiracy rabbit hole with like 911, and yeah, and you know, there you see some like that some, are
0: kind of you know,
1: obvious, like JFK. But even, like, the monetary system and the Federal Reserve and, like, like how, like, the gold standard was, like, voted and all these different things. But in the end, it's, like, you can, like, have that rule your life and be, like, paranoid. Right. Or, like you said, like, being in the belly of the beast and making, like, the best of it. Yeah. Like, given the freedom that we have. Yeah. And it's, like... Like I look forward to the time I can go to outer space and actually see it for myself, yeah. like this beautiful planet, you know. And yeah. but at the same time like with you the difference between you and I is that we can be like questioned by other people mm-hmm. and have a real like open discourse, conversation, discussion, even a debate. Right. And those other people can't they're, like, they're totally stuck in their viewpoint. Yeah. And they'll they always come back to, like, well, like, where's the source of that information? Like, we'll say that to them, but they can't back it up with, like, science, which they'll say it's also a conspiracy, right? Yeah. So there's no ever, like, reaching them unless some of them somehow, like, realize, like, okay. So, again, like, the point is, I realized that there's so much stuff, even with science, it really comes down to, like, how can I apply this information in my life?
0: Yes, Let me experiment.
1: Does it actually yield the result that the research says? Does it grow corn?
0: Right. And does it serve me to become obsessed with it? Because that's the, you know, and I get a little intense about things where, you know, I'm like, but... This this whole, like, corporation is just, like, completely taking over, you know, whatever, whatever, like, big agriculture and all of the crops are being taken over by GMOs and, like, nobody knows how bad all the things in there are. Like, I'll get a little intense with people. And I have to come back and laugh with myself and think, like, first of all, Holly, does it serve you to be preaching to these people who are eating corn chips that what they're eating is poisonous? No, let the poor people eat their chips. Like, come on, you know, <laughs> like, get over it. So, yeah, and I think like, you, yeah, that's the t- the thing is it's like, does it serve me to be paranoid about not knowing the truth about everything? Because we will never know. So it's okay to have your beliefs and it's important to have your beliefs and important to have these things that you're you stand your ground on, you know. Like, it's it's definitely a good thing to say, hey, I don't appreciate that the government is taking this action against me and our people, and we're just sitting here idle. However, you have to pick your battles. And, yeah, you have to recognize if it serves you and your community to be so obsessed or, like, so into yeah, it. Yes.
1: <laughs> like, there is a fine line, obviously, you know, like, between – um sharing information and, and proselytizing and preaching mm-hmm. and um and
0: going back to the guru itis.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's um you can't help it if you've had an experience where you did get a result from a particular method or a technique that you tried and um, you know, people will ask questions and that's usually like when I will like share it with them. But at the same time like that's what worked for me. You need to try it for yourself. And, like any great teacher will say that like they 'll share their experience and say that 's what worked for me, but you need to find out for yourself exactly. because you are like n equals when you are an individual. Research is based on a certain sample size, and yeah. a lot of times it's it 's not like how the environment works, like in research when when they have like genetically altered mice. And they're in like under fluorescent light, right? Their feet, they're fed a certain diet. They're, you know, they're whatever the research is like, that's not like everyday life, right? And, and, and there's a difference between like a rat and a human, right? Yeah. So, like, you can deduce things, you can even try to guess close to a human, like maybe a primate or something, but most of the things are in isolation in a certain environment. That's not the environment that most of us live in. So the research might say that, but that's in that specific environment and not be like relevant to like us, you know?
0: Yeah. In fact, just today I was hearing that um, on the radio that California, some California, I don't know, some elected government official, I don't know who, if they were in like what branch I'm not even going to try to remember. Um, but they were the d- deciding vote today that uh, pretty soon here, California is going to have to start putting a cancer warning label on coffee products. And because, you know, because some scientists came and said like, Oh, you know, there's this chemical and I can't remember what it was. Um, and coffee that's a, a, a carcinogen and, they, the defense tried to say, you know, like, well, okay, yes, it is present, but it's present in all coffee from the roasting process. And the levels are so incredibly low, they don't actually contribute to people developing cancer. Like, that's it's kind of out, out of the question that it could cause cancer even. But they had no proof to back up that the levels were low enough. And so they, got, they ended up passing it. So now, um, but it's that same kind of thing where you have to like pick your battles, pick what is going to really bother you. And then question, I mean, really, like we've all been, coffee has tons of antioxidants. Coffee is wonderful. And yes, if it's done like most foods now, it's grown with tons of pesticides and there's a lot that could be bad with it. But, um, I guess, yeah, my point is that. Anything can be bad If you really really dig deep enough You know what I mean Yeah like, you can basically live Out of like a plastic bubble Right exactly it's like are Atlanta. we gonna live here And just be human and experience Or are we just gonna say like well Everything around us is dangerous No don't touch it Like,
1: Yeah <laughs> I'll only eat organic Yeah um, like, don't
0: drink it Don't yeah, eat it It's like, like
1: well then I I need to stay in my climate controlled Air conditioned <laughs> uh you know filtered everything Mm -hmm. like bubble and never go out in a world and you know i mean shit it sucks that like our air is is definitely disgusting in certain parts of the world and you know there's all this emissions and pollutants and um i think that we need to get better at like protecting the environment you know uh Obviously there's like volcanoes releasing stuff and there's, there's natural like emissions as well. But it just sucks that like you have to walk down a street and see litter or like swim in like a tropical place like right. Hawaii and see plastic. And it's like, that's lame. Yeah, you know, and and it's like, come on, humans, like, let's just put this shit back in the right places. But I feel bad when I get like a plastic straw and like a plastic container when I get coffee, like iced coffee or something Mm -hmm. and just like, I'm like, where the hell am I supposed to put this plastic thing? And There's no recycling around. Yeah. And so I just throw it in the trash and I go about my day. So it's like, I'm a hypocrite, right? Because I want to see like the planet being like cleaner the air being cleaner, all everything cleaner, but, um, like, like what do I do with this stuff? Right. Like packaging and,
0: well, and and that's where, yeah, I guess like it comes in that you have to like take responsibility to the level that you want to like, whether it be bringing your own cup or, you know, those type of things. But, um, also not being super hard on yourself when you do have to, do those things or you choose to do those things it's like same for me that i have been getting better about being less obsessive with food like i Mm. was very obsessive with like not wanting to eat any food that had like you know been touched by pesticides or chemicals or was packaged or
1: factory farmed or yeah yeah,
0: and i still feel that way but i'm actually getting a lot less intense about it even though i have a lot more knowledge now Mm -hmm. and i think that's because i just know that my mind like i'm gonna go cliche for a second like mind over matter (laughs) but like if i eat something if i'm out with friends and i go to a restaurant i mean it used to seriously give me anxiety because i didn't know what to do i was like i don't want to put this stuff in my body like what am i gonna do this is freaking me out But in reality, like me being surrounded by good friends and we're laughing and enjoying each other and sharing those positive vibrations, that's actually going to be what I'm ingesting more than those pesticide fueled foods. And so it makes a bigger difference to just be happy and not be anxious while I'm eating rather than to be anxious about what I'm eating, feel guilty and then still put it in my body because I don't want to be judged by anyone like so creating that making the choice it's
1: yeah amazing. it's yeah. Uh, it's amazing like how much power we have uh science again is confirming like the biology of belief and exactly the connection between like psychology and physiology like if you spend a majority of your time in like fight or flight freeze and fuck like mm-hmm. you're gonna like Break down the system quicker Versus like Having that harmony Where you're in like Parasympathetic mode Versus like Predominantly Sympathetic mode Mm -hmm. Which is fight or flight Like You can Have The choice Of how you're gonna Frame a Situation You know, even though it's not like optimal, but you can like adapt to it. Like this is what I learned from like Dr. Andy Galpin as well. It's like you can't do, um, you can't adapt or optimize at the same time. You're doing one or the other. Mm -hmm. And the example is like, again, you're at a a function with your friends Mm -hmm. and it's not the optimal um, food situation or, um, but you decide like, hey, I'm going to really um, enjoy this moment and not get all stressed out or worried and get into like fight or flight where you're releasing adrenaline and cortisol you're gonna like you're gonna shift your physiology where you're just gonna be accepting mm-hmm. of the situation and now the core the opposite like sort of life and in, inducing uh, hormones and neurotransmitters are released and yeah. you're like your cells are bathing in like like bliss
0: Right. You and know. you digest your food completely differently. Totally. Yeah. It's the same. You know, it's like if you cook while you're mad, like that's a huge rule. Do not cook when you're mad or, you know, and certainly don't eat it afterwards or feed it to anyone because yeah. you're putting that force into that food and you're going to digest it that way. You're not going to feel good after eating it.
1: Mm-hmm. So it
0: makes a big difference to have that conscious awareness, like what well, conscious eating a huge thing i like to focus on uh, yeah, it's,
1: yeah, it's again another phenomenon that we can't like prove but there's something about eating like mama's chicken soup and and yeah. like f- fresh baked cookies right like even if if she made it with like canola oil or like some sort of like synthetic vanilla or something uh-huh. for the cookie or like when you eat it it's so made with love like it like cancels out whatever like toxin or whatever
0: it makes you feel good
1: yeah right so it's it's one of those things that maybe supports those people that do drink like 10 gallons of coffee uh soda drink uh drink alcohol uh, smoke every day don't exercise get a little rest but they're just like pumped every day they
0: live to be healthy well into old age and you're like god what did they do i don't understand it's like well they probably had a completely different outlook on life
1: and then you have a health nut, right that's like totally like freaked out about everything and they like they croak at like 45 you know
0: yeah and and like i i noticed too that those times when i am extremely paranoid about food and i mean i'm always really healthy but there's a difference, like I said, between being healthy and being paranoid. And when I'm in those paranoid states of feeling like I can't possibly eat healthy enough and all my money is going toward you know this and that and making sure it's all the best and I don't want to eat out and blah, 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 I actually gain weight. I do. And I, it's because I'm stressed and my cortisol levels are off because I'm freaked out. And I'm, I'm like, I don't sleep as well. And the second I always, I just let go, I always look physically better and feel physically better. And like emotionally, I'm just more clear. Like everything is better when I'm not paranoid.
1: Yeah, it's so crazy. And that's where I love to see like science show like, what's the electrical output of, of people's cells when they're mm-hmm. stressed? Versus when they're like totally like optimized and like right. in flow, and like actually have like some sort of instrument that can read like the emission of light like coming off yeah. the system.
0: Let's figure it out. Let's
1: yeah, that's <laughs> why I, I know some really smart people in like yeah, Stanford let's and happen. a bunch of like scientists. So, um, but yeah, let's call,
0: like Greg Braden and. Uh, bruce lipton you know yes get the doctors in on it
1: yeah absolutely (laughs) and like the people i know are like in that world of like stanford per se you know and like those uh institutions that have the resources to like measure these kind of things because like again like i've had these experiences but i can't like confirm it you know yeah i can only like share it with people and they either say i'm like bullshitting them or not you know and um it, it does sound like a little bit far-fetched a lot of the things that we're talking about um i was i would beg to differ is that we're willing again to be open to like questioning right you know and like to have a discussion and say okay like you experience it, not, like, going and say, like, hey, this is my truth, and you have your truth, and, yeah. you know, we can't, like, come to, like, some sort of mutual, like, respect.
0: But yeah, I mean, come on. We got it. Especially Especially because, like you said, no one else is going to ever experience what we experience on our own, so no one really ever knows if the other person is being truthful or not. Like, I mean, in reality, everything we say we experienced on our own could be a complete lie. But the point isn't if it's a lie or a truth, it's our truth. And, like, it's cool to talk about regardless. So it's it's good to, like, yeah, kind of take other people's stories in and imagine them as your own and think, like, wow, what if that happened to me? Hmm. You know?
1: Yeah, it's really cool to get... Into like other people's shoes, another like um, native saying, like walk a mile in, in another person's shoe, mm-hmm. and you would understand. Like, of course, they're reacting that way, you know, to whatever um, sort of uh, stimulation is brought into their life. Like, like we we have we always have this thing where like we don't understand why people are like. Like operating the way they do, Mm -hmm. for example, in traffic or something, right? It's like, why would somebody do that? But then, like, we we act like we don't do that ourselves, you know? So I
0: think about that a lot in traffic. I'm like, oh, you dick or what, you know? Someone cuts me off. And then I think, I'm thinking, like, well, if I were in that lane when that happened and that car did that. Whatever, you know, I probably would have cut me off, too. Like, I do think about that a lot. Yeah. And then, so usually the curse words come out, and then I'm like, man, I'm sorry. It's okay. Right.
1: Or it's like someone (laughs) actually deserves to be, like, told off. Like, they really were, like you know an idiot right and it's like they they knew they were actually doing because some people argue they didn't know that they were dumb like some people know and they do it anyways right oh yeah
0: or they're just pissed off at something else and then they're like well i'll never see this person again and i doubt they'll actually hit me so i'm just gonna cut them off just because i want to
1: Yeah. yeah oh my gosh Holly, (laughs) wow.
0: Yeah, it's been a long but awesome conversation.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. Um, Anything that you have, like closing thoughts on what you want to share? Like, um, I know you're going to school, um, you've done retreats.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Your main focus is, like, finishing school.
0: Yeah, I'll be done in June. So I'll have my holistic wellness practitioner degree. Okay, And so that includes, like... Um, Having a certification as a behavioral change specialist um, and a fitness and nutrition specialist. And then I just have all kinds of knowledge to share about wellness and health in general. And my main focus is being treating everyone as the unique individuals that they are. And not doing this whole standardized bullshit of like, well, go to the my plate diet for like the my plate recommendations from the FDA you know it's like I- i'm all about making sure that everyone is tended to the way they need to be tended to and um knowing that they're special In the best way. So, yeah, I'm really stoked on it. And I'm really stoked to, like, be meeting more people that are in this field and are real people. And as we talked about before, they're not just, like, gung-ho, kind of overly eccentric Mm -hmm. folks that you can't even really have a grounded conversation with. (laughs) Because they're just so far gone. Right. Um, Yeah, so I just feel really grateful to you for letting Mm. me chat with you again and I'm really excited to work together in the future and to hopefully get in on these flow state retreats Mm -hmm. and um I'm really excited for July and yeah I just I feel really grateful so thank you
1: you're welcome yeah thanks for coming on the show and um how can people like reach you or find out like your website or uh social media or
0: yeah so um my website is hollywhitehealth.com so that's pretty easy. Holly White Health and Holly is just spelled H O L L Y. So pretty easy there. And then my Instagram is currently Yoga Girl Arizona. However, I am going to be changing that to Holly White Health as well. So okay. if that, if one is, doesn't come up, then try the other one. Yeah. So those are my two biggest kind of um platforms that i use is instagram and my website i'm i have a facebook as well um that's synergy solutionist llc and that one i'm probably going to be backing away from more just because facebook doesn't seem to do a lot for me Mm -hmm. so if you want to find me it's best to go to instagram or my website yeah and then my email, too, is a good one, which is synergysolutionist at gmail.com.
1: Awesome. Well, you have a lot to offer in the world. You're super young. <laughs> you're really wise. You're old soul. And uh, mm. just honor again that you came and took the time to have a show here at F Bomb. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks for coming on the show, Holly.
0: Thank you. Let's drop an F Bomb.
1: Boom. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank Holly White for coming on to Hangry and Horny and sharing at awesome times and going deep with those amazing topics. Uh It's always interesting to really have uh, great conversations with people that, you know, are able to look at things on an open mind and critical mind at the same time. So Holly, thank you so much for sharing your experiences and and uh, having great conversations on hangry and horny. So with that, I would just want to thank my sponsor, uh, F-Bomb Nutrition, they make amazing nut butters. And uh, again, Ross and Care are running a great company. They've really done a great job making an incredible product that's really easy to eat, um, easy to digest, and uh, just gives you that quick energy needed when uh on the go so check out fbomb um at fatbomb.com or drop an fbomb.com use the promo code flowreal f-l-o-w-r-e-a-l and get 20% off your first order also if you're interested in hanging out with a community that's not a cult <laughs> but has an awesome culture of flow um, check out magicflowbus.com. Our next event is on Cinco de Mayo. That's May 5th, 2018 in San Francisco, California. And uh, we're going to have a bomb-ass day um, using all the flow triggers um, out in nature, doing flow activities, eating great food, hanging out with awesome, open-minded, flow-minded people, and um also critical though, right? We don't want the cold thing and uh yeah having amazing technologies to play with to induce the state of flow so that's awesome then you know you learn how to apply this in your everyday life where you're not just getting high for the weekend like some of these transformational weekend seminars but we really want to help people integrate these flow experiences and optimize and really enhance their life so that they can you know live their best life and have a life where they feel better they perform better and flow better so thanks again for listening to hangry and horny and please subscribe and look forward to sharing more in the future have a great one guys peace